Up next, the Thursday edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Good afternoon, Los Angeles and Southern California. I'm Farley Mallorus, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomena of the 80s, also known as the Astrology Hour, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative in Redondo Beach, Los Angeles. All right, Southern California, riding on the range. Got my hat on, a little nostalgia. If you've listened to the Astrology Hour for years, this is our old bumper, but I do want to be a cowboy today. I feel like a cowboy today. Yeehaw! All right, we have a hot topic for you today on KFOX. Today's topic is called the Fulfilling the Soul's Purpose. Trying to figure out and answer some of the questions like, why am I born? Why was I born? What am I doing? Where am I going? What is my mission? This is an important topic, kids. Frankly, I like the way the higher self has a relationship with the conscious or the physical part of our bodies, right? I really uh, enjoy that because I do notice one thing for sure. I notice that if your conscious mind or your physical mind is doing something right, if it's doing something correct, then it appears we get major strokes, major rewards from our higher self. It's like the higher self goes, good boy, Farley, you've done a good job. But if you make mistakes, if you are not doing your soul's purpose, if you are not fulfilling your dharma and absolving your karma, which basically means doing things for people, helping people, aiding them, teaching them, assisting them along the way, if you're not doing any of that, then you're actually being selfish and you're not living up to your full spiritual potential. Absolving karma means basically paying your debts, and I'm not talking about paying financial debts. What I am talking about is literally paying off debts that you owe from soul contracts that you make all the time through all of your past lives, many of your past lives for sure. So an interesting part of today's show, I think more than most astrology hours, is that we are going to definitely let you know and key you in and fill you in on ways for you to feel better with your life and enjoy your life more. People are not aware of this, but because we are terminals of the God Self and because we are all intertwined and interrelated, we make and create thousands, sometimes millions of contracts with individual souls. The reason why we make these contracts is because we're supposed to meet them or we are destined to have contact with them. And in that way, we work together in absolving certain debits and credits that are in our soul bank, our karmic bank. So in a way, whether we're involved with a person that's on a negative or positive note, we are still involved in whatever the soul contract was, usually decided prior to birth. You see, the higher self, which is much more in control and focus prior to any individual lifetime, literally sets up the conscious mind and the astral body and the physical body for its life experience that it's about to take place on a certain path. You see, there's a reason why we're, well, we're just, this is not some random verse, right? We're not, we're not in some random universe that all of a sudden just popped up out of left field. Oh no. There's a major reason why each and every one of us was born, is born, or going to be born. There's a major reason now why many of us are united in a similar quest, a conscious quest to gain awareness and to gain self-realization 
and to help pull this world out of the tailspin that it's been in for so long. Now, many times we look at our astrology chart and we try to read through it to try to figure out why we are born, why we're thinking about being birthed into this dimension, what our plan is as far as what the main plan is. And there's a method behind this madness or this logic that is connected with the certain path that we choose. You see, I'll tell you something. When you die and when you go into the light, if you are smart enough to jump into the light, you go into a what we call a soul re-evaluation. You actually go into a process, an energy process, that lets you know and notifies you as to the results of this previous lifetime. I think the oversoul or the higher soul looks at an individual lifetime as a flicker, even though all the sum total response and the sum total vibration of the entire lifetime is sensed in a flicker, everything is remembered. All incidents are remembered, and specific incidents are incidents of particular flavor, <laughs> maybe are accentuated upon, but the individual lifetime has a soul review. Because, see, the oversoul or the higher self has a major purpose for the individual person to go through for a life experience, hoping that that person will succeed in its mission and its path. And if the soul does succeed in the path, it is granted awareness and potential qualification to incarnate as a higher being, a more aware being, a more conscious being, or possibly even to overcome the reincarnation cycle and the pull to earth and completely reincarnate to an even higher level of existence beyond this earth. We talked about the fifth dimension yesterday, so that could be an area too. So anyway, when I sit down and reevaluate my life and I reevaluate what I have gone through and some of my struggles and hopes and aspirations and dreams and insecurities and, and power plays and such, then I actually came to this conclusion that there is something going on. You know, there are so many people out there in the world that are like bees. They're literally like drones or ants, and they just follow the punches. They flow with the punches, and they clock in, and they clock out, and they go ahead and they do their things, and they just follow the conditioning of TV and schooling and all this and parents, and, and they end up in a major rut so many times. Like It's like stockbrokers. Stockbrokers do their thing. Maybe a major percentage of stockbrokers are under a lot of stress, a lot of them into drugs and drinking and alcohol because they think that's the way to channel stress. And let's say you might take a particular broker whose real soul's purpose was to be born in this dimension and be a spirit teacher. Now, how would you like it if you were able to go into a deep trance, into a deep meditation trance just like Farley Malaris, if you do TM for like 10, 15 years, sometimes you're able to understand some of the mechanics of the chakra system and sometimes you're able to understand the mechanics of astral projection and your guides and you're, you get into a relationship with your higher self. And maybe you can go into a deep, deep trance-like state and go to where the point where I refer to as the center of the universe, where you actually connected with your guides as a midwife. Maybe your intuitive mind uh, helps plug you into your higher self. And there you are face to face with the higher part of Farley Malaris, which has no name. It has no identity. It's my oversoul. It's it's that part of me that has run this whole thing from every lifetime to every lifetime. It's totally made many of the choices, especially prior to birth, and has done a lot to encourage me into certain avenues and certain profiles. And there you are at the center of the universe with your higher self, with your super conscious mind or your God self, looking at straight in the eye, or if it doesn't have an eye, you're just there in the vibration of the cloud, and you sit there and you go, okay, what's it all about, Alfie? What is Farley Malaris supposed to be doing? Why am I here? You know, I think the problem with most people, is they don't even know about that. They don't even know to sit there to attempt to make contact with the higher part of their soul and to get some kind of information that would give them the least bit of a key 
as to what they're supposed to do in this life cycle. Oh, no. I'm gestalt totally. I am totally gestalt. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, forget it. That's my basic philosophy, right? So, in my life experiences, I have found that uh, when I follow this philosophy, that if it feels good, do it. And I don't mean getting stoned feels good. I'm talking about things that feel good on a historical basis. You have an experience, and it's a lasting experience. It's not one of these things where you get drunk, and, you, and it feels good that night, or you think it does, and then you horribly hung over and feel like dying in the morning. I'm talking about authentic, positive vibration that is consistent, lasting, and eternal. That's the kind of feel-good feelings I talk about here. So anyway, here you are at the center of the universe with your higher self face-to-face in a deep trance, totally oblivious to the third dimension and the material world. There you are, and you look this being in the eye and you go, let me know what to do. Where do I go? How do I act? And the being looks at you and it goes, well, you've been doing some self-destructive things. And you've been doing a lot of things for yourself. It looks like your whole life you've been searching for too many things outside yourself. And maybe your priorities are jambled. Maybe going after the wrong things. Is money what's important to you, Farley? You've had that in past lives. Is it power you seek? You've had that in past lives. I notice you've done some damage to this planet, Far. Uh, Maybe as part of your soul's purpose, we should uh, let you know at this point that you are here to help others that have been in your situations in past lives. Seek out those people looking for further truth and open-mindedness. Help them into the light, and then you will be fulfilling your soul's purpose. Did you know that of the millions of metaphysical heralds, millions of teachers that have incarnated, and these are teachers that have made some real abuse of this dimension. I'm talking about people that have been promiscuous, that have been rapists, drug addicts, criminals, thieves, pirates, warriors, conquerors. These are beings that have totally raped and abused and ravaged the planet and the people upon it. These are the ones that have come back with their explicit soul's purpose, their explicit soul's priority to come back and help the planet and to do something to help the people. Is it a reason why you were born is the question. You know, like I talk to a lot of people, and when I talk to these people, I become aware that some of them think that they're supposed to make the million dollars, have the wife, have the kids, and raise the family. And it makes you wonder. It really makes you wonder that is not so. See, there are a lot of people right now that are not aware that the planet Earth is going through a rebirth, a major rebirth right now, and that a major cycle that we're going through is a metamorphosis where this planet is being midwifed into an Aquarian vibration. So many of us are being fooled and sucked in and deluded by priorities that are false. It's a travesty. It's a total travesty. Do you know that a lot of you may call me today or tomorrow and find out that your soul's purpose is the same? That especially many of you that listen to the Astrology Hour, your basic soul's purpose is to reach for the light and to guide other people into the light. Of course, you know, there are things you can look at in the astrology chart to get more specific as far as zeroing in perhaps on certain areas, north node in sign and house, or Saturn factors, or zeroing in on situations such as what's your rising sign. You can designate certain astrological things to find specific focus, but you know what? When you zero in on your karma, and when you zero in on a certain part of your life cycle, life experience, that lets you know that there is something for you to absolve, perhaps in relationships, or in career, or with finances, or with friends, goals, or family. Do you know what? It all leads to one major structure. That structure of a spiritual emphasis that you reach 
when you finally absolve your karma and fulfill your dharma. Isn't that funny? See, soul's purpose is interesting because most, if not all, of our soul's purpose is the same, which is basically reach for the light and share it. But in order to reach for that light, we need to overcome materialistic and third-dimensional obsession and selfishness. You got it? So in order to understand your personal soul's purpose, first of all, you must understand your individual life focus, which of course is revealed in the natal chart, the karma that is bestowed upon your soul or injected upon your soul at birth by the astrological configurations, as revealed by your Saturn placement, squares and oppositions to planets in your chart, your north node and south node placement, and also, I would say, possibly Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto location and aspect as higher spiritual karmic influence. So, you know, like you take a guy like Farley Malaris, whose focus in my early life might have been family absolution or absolution of goals and directions or absolutions of friends or absolution of what I would call wandering or nomadic behavior in relationships, manipulation, misuse, some of my powers perhaps, emotional balance. And these are things that all lead to the same path, which is finally reaching for the light and once glowing and embracing the light, sharing it. A sad comment and a sad fact about the New Age community in Los Angeles and in many parts of this planet is that people are so shy and so introvert and so inhibited that they're not really fulfilling their soul's purpose. It doesn't mean you need to have a radio show. It doesn't mean you need to work seminars. It doesn't mean you need to go out there and get on top of a soapbox and lecture. Sometimes it means just lighting a candle of information, a candle of essence, or a candle of vibration in one person's heart. Maybe a neighbor. Maybe someone in your family. Maybe once a month you'll meet somebody that needs to hear the knowledge that you share. But so many of us take this knowledge and we keep it. You know what? I think if you want to talk about blasphemy, that it's a bigger blasphemy to hoard spiritual and sacred knowledge than it probably would be to hoard money and assets. Think about it. A lot of people out there have the knowledge and they have the power and they do nothing with it. Then they die and go into the light and their higher mind and their soul looks at them and says, what have you done? You went ahead and you gained all this metaphysical knowledge and you learned nothing about being selfless, about being humble, about being expansive, about being a reflector of the light, about helping and leading others into the light. You have learned nothing. You must go back and do it again. Then people call me up and they say, Farley, why do I have to go through the same pattern over and over again in career? And why do I have to do the same pattern over and over again in relationships? And why do I not like myself? And why am I this? And why am I that? It's because you don't learn the lesson. You don't learn the basic truth that all you're here to do is reach for the light, and once you get it, reflect it. It's that simple. There's nothing more, nothing less. Life is very easy. It is basic. And as long as you learn to try to keep yourself stable and centered without wandering too far outside of your body, reaching for something that you think you might need to make yourself feel better. Sure, if there's somebody in your life that makes you feel better, bask in the fact that you manifested this. And don't manifest it out by being obsessive and insecure. Bask in it. Say, hey, I got somebody in my life, and it's cool. There's a glow in the center of my heart, and I am a spirit star. I am a conscious star in the center of the universe, and I know it. And I'm reflecting light to every corner, every dimension of this universe. And that's how I see myself. And I reflect this light because I am surrounded by beings of light because I have manifested them. Isn't it far out? It's easy. It's just so easy and people make it so difficult. Sure, you can focus on certain things. You might have North Node in Aries of the first house. 
that would mean that your path to the light would be a path concerning release of ego. Too much concern or over-concern with the self and with your own problems in your life, with personal problems. People dwell on their problems. They won't let them go. North Node in the first house pulls away from that and embraces the universe. North Node in Taurus or the second house would be a search for authentic love. Some of us are trapped in selfish love where we try to possess people when we have North Node in Taurus or the second house. I have North Node in Taurus and that's the kind of person I was. I made the mistake of thinking that I had to be selfish with my lovers. That's not true. When you want to embrace the true significance of North Node in Taurus or the second house, your soul reaches out to feel and embrace a universal love that is focused in your own heart. Then people come to you because they sense this light reflection and they love it and they bask in it, they bathe in it. It's a selfless love, not a selfish love. North Node in the third house or in Gemini, the soul's purpose is to retain knowledge, absorb knowledge without reflecting idiocy or knowledge or communication that is senseless. It is also a psychological stability and the reaching out to be a true teacher. North Node in the fourth house or in Cancer would be seeking emotional stability in a universal manner. And emotional security and resident security also connected with that. And by obtaining these powers from these purposes in life as revealed by the North Node, then we can finally reach for that light. We overcome the North Node, we reach for the light, and then we reflect it. Let's continue with this topic. Yet yeah, the North Node is basically the North Pole of the Moon that points through a particular sign, okay, points through a particular area of space. And uh, astrologers believe that where the North Node, designated in your natal astroscope as NO, astrologers believe that this tells us what the soul's mission in life or what the major accomplished purpose must be before the soul can pass from this life cycle. So fulfilling your North Node is supposedly something that we must do prior to death or prior to the end of our life cycle. And if we don't fulfill or embrace our North Node, obviously that's when the Gestalt occurs and the suffering comes in. That's why when people are suffering or when they're sick or when they have broken legs or knee problems or whatever, throat problems, stomach problems, I believe it's time to close certain chapters of your life and start some new beginnings out. And that's why it is always so important. Okay, now let's continue some more. North Node in the fifth house or in Leo would be a soul's mission as far as accomplishing family unity and not necessarily with your own blood family but are sometimes family of man situations. Also to be creative in a selfless fashion and to be philanthropical with North Node in the 5th or Leo. North Node in the 6th or Virgo would reflect a service, a spiritual service to people that you know and love, sometimes to mankind, and also the ability to reach high levels of pure, clean health situations and clean aura and, and chakra systems. North Node in the 7th house or Libra would be a quest for balance in all areas and uh, being able to act as a teacher to share that balance with others. North Node in the 8th house or in Scorpio would be a quest to understand occult, mysticism, metaphysics, and God concepts and reach up to priest-like states, priestly states in philosophical areas and share this light. North Node in the ninth house or in Sagittarius is one of the highest forms of philosopher, one of the highest forms of teacher of the sacred knowledge. North Node in the 10th house or in Capricorn would be a person who would reach levels of success in a selfless, humble way, a way that they could share their success and be generous with those they know and love and with the planet. North Node in the 11th house is the pure form of humanitarian, someone that was born to be the humanitarian, the Aquarian, the astrologer, the teacher, and the sage. North Node in the 12th house, or Pisces, is the opportunity to evolve beyond this dimension, 
reach forward to the highest spiritual accomplishment possible during this life cycle or any life cycle on this planet, North Node in Pisces or the 12th house. So that is basically what soul's purpose is all about. I know that a lot of the purposes are plugged into individual material quests, you know, our social quests, but once we do overcome our North Node and conquer it and embrace it, then we all have the same purpose, which is reaching for the light, embellishing in it, embracing upon it, and then reflecting that light to others. Never hold the light, because a receptacle that holds the light is basically covered with black. So remove the blackness, open the light up, and reflect it, and become white. A white receptacle and a reflector of the sacred knowledge and the light, and then you'll be so happy about that, won't you? I think I will be too. Let's go to Ellie now, a Scorpio, Gemini rising on line three. Hi. Hi. Hey, Elle. How are you? Good. Mellow. Mellow, that's good. I'm very peaceful today. Oh, good. I had a uh, a major vision with an angel last night. Oh, that's nice. And I felt I had a major rebirth. <laughs> good. This angel came from beyond the galaxy. No. Uh-huh. Okay, what can we do for you? I just wanted a general scan. General scan? How long have you been listening to the show? Oh, about a week and a half. What do you think? I, I like it very much. I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Did you understand the topic today? Uh-huh. Oh, good. Now, I think, let's see, I, I've never talked to you, huh? No, no. I, I talked yesterday and uh, didn't, get, didn't get on. I did talk to somebody who was born your date once a long time ago. Oh. Uh, it looks like you have a Libra moon there. Is that true? Yes. Have you been feeling some pressure emotionally? Mm, a little restlessness. Yeah, Neptune squared your moon. Saturn and Uranus came up there and squared it for a while, but looks like some of the pressure's off now. Well, you're a real tender, sweet lady, huh? Mm, I guess so. <laughs> well, I, I think you're pretty independent with uh, Venus, you know, with Mercury and Mars and Sag. But Venus and Jupiter and Scorpio does tell me that, uh, you know, there's a deep, intense side to you that is very caring and loving and compassionate that's sort of unexpressed, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Do you think one day you'll come out and express I that? I keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it comes out in an explosion, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the wrong time. Yeah, this is a good time for you, I think. Uh, you're having a Mars square Mars now, but when Mars gets deeper in Pisces, it'll try in your Venus, and you're showing tremendous evolution and rebirth during the summer, okay? Great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Jasmine now, the Aries Gemini rising. Hi. Hi, Bye. Hey, Jazz. How are you? Superior. Yeah, you sound great. <laughs> you sound pretty mellow today, huh? Yeah, very mellow. My chakras are open. They're balanced. Yeah. I'm in yeah. sync. Yeah, you're, you're sort of radiating today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. You know, I figured this way. This is my thing, Jazz. When you do your mission mm-hmm. and when you are supposed to do what you want, I believe the higher self will send you telegrams and connect you with people and connect you with incidents. Right. It's, it's like people don't become superstars or millionaires. Right. Or they don't become in love or married or happy or have a kid unless they do something where they deserve this reward. So oh. I think the higher self many times will encourage us or lead us or point us into a certain direction because we did do something good mm-hmm. that helped fulfill our soul's purpose so we get stroked for it. Yeah. That's what my opinion is. Yeah, I felt that connection a lot of times. Yeah. Boy, I, I had a question already planned out and I heard you talking and I kept changing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a lot of tension and um, it, it's energy. I'm not sure if the energy is being channeled the way I want it to be channeled, but I feel like creatively, like I will be moving into a good place. And um, I don't know if I don't know if that's a, uh, an appropriate thing to say, mm-hmm. but um, can you pick up anything? Yeah, you are really, it's like you decided a long time ago to climb this mountain and it's too late to go back. 
and it's going to be a little tough to get to the top. Mm-hmm. And you're going through so many transits right now. Yeah. The cardinal transits uh, square your Venus and uh, conjunct your Jupiter mm-hmm. and trine your Pluto. And soon you'll have a Saturn return, you know, and that'll in conjunct your Uranus. So I do believe that the key for you is metamorphosis. And you should be aware that you are pretty much like an ocean with many different conditions. Yeah. The condition will change day by day, and you roll with it. You know, some days the condition will change, and it could make you pretty upset, you know, and you could sit there and go, oh, my God, I can't believe. Then the next day it will be okay, and you realize that the previous day wasn't so bad. So these are appropriate things that are happening and not... Yeah, you, my own you're in like a karma vortex right now, uh-huh. and there's more things happening in your chart than most I've seen. Uh-huh. So your problem now may be that you could have created too much. It's like being in the middle of a mountain. You can't go down. you got to go up, but you're getting kind of tired, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think regrouping and centering your spirit and meditating occasionally to recharge is important for you. Okay. Does that have, And you are having a Mars return. Mm-hmm. Boy, you have a lot of karma with yourself concerning men, huh? Yeah, I've got someone right now who's who's pretty decent. Good, good. I don't, I don't know if this is the person, you know, forever and ever, but it's a, a very grounded relationship. Good. Well, then love yourself for that one, too, okay? Well, yeah. All right. Thank you, Farley. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Eileen is a Libra with Scorpio rising. Hi. Hi. Hi, I. Hello. I in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that Alan Parsons song, I in the sky? You bet. That's one of my top three songs in the universe. I love it, too. I just love your topic. I have really had a blissful life and, and had so many people in my life that have been guideposts and I've acted out as the guidepost for other people and I just, it's so obvious to me that we come in together in order to help each other learn what we came in to learn. So I just, so, I really like that. So there's nothing left of you that's materialistically oriented then. You're, uh-huh. you're totally spirit. The funny thing with you is you have this Virgo-Pisces opposition. On the one hand you say, I'm the spiritual sage and the mentor and selfless and humble and the Messiah. And the other, the other side, he says, "I want, I need, I crave, <laughs> I desire, yeah. I hunger, you all, bet. That, all that stuff." So. Well, I have my son conjunct Neptune in the twelfth house, and that really seems wow. to help me connect to the other realms. You know, I can connect to that real easily. But I don't do, I'm not definite with myself and what I want to do specifically. Mm-hmm. And right now, with I have 19 degrees Scorpio rising, so Jupiter is hitting the opposition there. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I have all of this energy. I, you know, people are noticing me walking into rooms now, and I, I don't have a specific way to go, it feels like to me. Well, you know, Sun conjunct Neptune in Libra is like a super Pisces teacher because the 12th house vibration actually overwhelms the Libra. So the side of you that is real spiritual and real plugged into the metaphysical purpose of this age and stuff is the Sun-Neptune conjunction. It's like a double whammy. You get Neptune vibe coming through the sun at birth, and then both of them in the 12th house. So that's your super vulnerable Pisces side that learns real quick right. when you're getting battered. It's like you know how to run out of a burning house, you know. But <laughs> right. maybe the first couple of times you might have gotten burned a little bit, but uh, these days you see the house catch on fire and you're out of there. You're right. So the thing here is that a charisma is being developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most powerful transits you can ever have is Jupiter conjunct the descendant. Because what it does is it magnetizes the person to people. Jupiter conjunct the ascendant creates self-realization. Jupiter conjunct the descendant creates world realization. Right. See, because the ascendant is an introduction to the self and the descendant is an introduction to the planet. Mm -hmm. So when Jupiter goes over the descendant, it says, all right, Eileen, you're popular now. Go for it, you know. It has been exactly that way. And I have the north node in the first house and I hate 
having people notice me. Yeah. Then, you know, quite a dilemma. So you're going to have to uh, maybe relate more to being the reflector of light, just like the topic, and start sharing some of this light with people now. Right. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Stellaris, the double Scorpio. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm almost tranced out listening to you. <laughs> almost tranced out. I've heard some people say something else, but... <laughs> oh, I really have. You have such marvelous uh, programs day after day. I don't know how to do it. You are just truly blessed. Well, I was a hypnotist in a past life. Okay, so what's your question? Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Have you heard of the book, or do you know of the book? Uh, maybe your listeners uh, might like it. It's called Karmic Astrology. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. By Martin uh, Schulman. Uh-huh, he's cool. Every time I get the snip, I pick that book, read it, and it's just like... It's like... <laughs> I am back to... Hey, you know what you're back on Earth for, so let's get with the program. <laughs> All right, listen, honey, I got to go because I got a bunch of callers here. All but right, I just wanted to let you know, I love you. Don't space out. I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Robin, I'm floating today, huh? <laughs> you certainly are. You're a great topic. Why am I so mellow? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the after effects of the blue moon. It's the after effects of something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just, after, you know what it is? Being on the air two days in a row, two, two hours a day, I'm bound to be mellow the next day. That's true, that's true. You've gotten it all out of your system and now you can just relax. <laughs> well, you're my favorite sign, Rob. Am I? The Taurus, yeah. Oh, terrific. Taurus is all over my life. I love Tauruses. Yeah. Until they give you a hard time, you know. <laughs> no problem when they're happy, but when they're upset, look out. That's right, that's right. You don't want to get us in the china shop. That's right, but they're so tender, loving puppies, too. Oh, that's so true. Sometimes too much so. And a Leo rising, huh? The dominatrix, probably. <laughs> well, well, yeah, sometimes I let my fire burn at my earth. <laughs> all right. What can we do for you, hon? Well, I was wondering if you could just give me a general scan for this year, Farley. Save your money and, and try not to be too impulsive of a shopper, number one. You might have already spent all your money if you did. I'm sorry. At the same time, you are shown uh, a few changes in relationships. There may be a few issues that need to be ironed out if in a current one or one that's on approach. Uh-huh. But overall, this is a very psychic time for you also. Grand trines happening. Mars trying your Jupiter in Cancer, your Saturn in Scorpio coming up. Also, Grand trying your Uranus in Cancer and Saturn in Scorpio. So you are shown visions and miracles and healing possible in the next two to three weeks. Wow, terrific. Good luck. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mario, you, did you go to fish camp yet, guy? Hi, Kapar. Um, I'm planning on it next week. I need it. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on it, too. I might see you up there. Okay, great. Well, I'll see you there. You're Scorpio with Pisces rising. What can we do for you? Yeah, I'd like to, if you could enlighten me about my Libra rising 19 degrees on my solar return and how that would help me with my mission. Oh, okay. Let's take a look at the essence vibration of Libra 19, and that way you can understand what your personality effect for this year is, or or what you're you're really meant to become as far as identity is concerned. And this is interesting, Mario, because the 19 Libra is a protest against social bondage, or feeling obsessed or anchored to relationships, a desire to relieve the stigma of accustomed social habits and reach out to be less obsessed and more humble and more self-loved. Yeah. Sounds like you. Yeah. See you, guy. Oh, you're a soul. Okay. God bless you. God bless your soul. Bye. Dr. Peoples, bye-bye. <laughs> Let's go to Diane on line one, a double Virgo. Hi, Di. Oh, hi, Matt Fowler. Hi, Mallory McFowler. Yeah, hi, Fowlery Mallory. You get so freaked out, it's like, hi, McFowler, you're going to say my alien name and turn me into some kind of creature if you're not careful. <laughs> then I'll go on and say, oh, no one will understand me. 
Well, your name is kind of hard to spit out in a hurry. Okay, say it. Farley Mallorys five times real fast. Farley Ready? Mallorys, Farley Mallorys. Farley. <laughs> <laughs> you'll practice after the show. I will. Don't say my name too much. You might manifest me in your apartment. Then you'll know. Uh-huh. You won't know what to do with me then. No, my friend wouldn't know what to do with me then. <laughs> um, listen, I, I really loved your topic today, and I'm, I'm very interested in the North Node. There doesn't seem to be a lot about it, but you kind of skimmed over the 11th house, and seeing as how my son and I are both have our North Node in the 11th house, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. What sign? Well, he's a Pisces. I'm a Virgo. He's now, a- what sign is the North Node in for you? Mine's in Virgo, and his is in Gemini. North, North Node in the 11th house is really looking... F- for a way for you to learn how to adhere to being an authentic friend. It's a lesson in friendship. It's a lesson in organizational involvement and balance concerning dealing with people and the public. It's also being able to reflect information distributor that will help them and help them evolve and grow. And it's also somebody that can obtain goals that are selfless and more family of man goals. Okay? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Susan and Aries, Gemini Rising. Hi. Hi. How are you, sweetie? Fine. I'd like a general scan and basically what's happening with my love life. <laughs> well, who are you dating now? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody? You lonely? Mm, I'm getting there, yeah. You think you're pretty picky? Um, Slow starter takes you a long time to get close? Yeah. Well, not unless it just is there. Uh-huh. Then if it's there, then you're ready to take a risk then. Yeah. Uranus and Saturn are both retrograde square your Mars, so it's not the best time for permanency. But I will say this. I have known some people to develop major relationships during that transit, except sometimes the challenge involved and the struggle involved is something alien or something you're not used to. Hmm. So I will say that you are shown marriage in about a year or two, but right now you are shown lots of karmic relationships our student-teacher exchanges with people you would meet. A lot of that. Okay? Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Barbara is an old friend, a Scorpio with cancer rising. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you today? I have a North Node in Pisces in my eighth house. Well, that is a purpose in life that has a lot to do with knowledge absorption, especially sacred knowledge like metaphysics, astrology, karma laws, reincarnation, and world philosophies. And then once absorbing that, reflecting that, and teaching it, sharing it with others, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Roger on line four, Virgo Scorpio rising. Hey, Raj. Hi, Polly. How you doing? Real good. How are you? Okay. Yeah, my question is, can you tell me about the part of fortune and your interpretation of it in my fourth house? The part of fortune, supposedly through tradition, is a lucky degree in your chart. It's a single lucky degree in your chart that supposedly is a lucky point or some kind of wild card, (laughs) okay? And it's like a minor, 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 three minors, Jupiter. In the fourth house, sometimes it could mean safe residence or more secure or lucky in residence. Good luck, Raj. Thank you. Bye. Okay, everybody, we'll see you real soon. Weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon. Have a nice day. See you tomorrow. Bye.